0: Yo, what is up, everybody? It's Tom, TD3. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Sounds of the Future. Welcome back to my buttery smooth voice in your ear holes. That was creepy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, welcome back, man. Another week on the microphone, another week to discuss the future, the present, really kind of nothing about the past, but all of it as it relates to music and the business of it and earning a living at doing what you love and all of the things. So today this week I want to talk about why I believe music is a numbers game. And not even why I believe that, but why I think it's a fact. I don't want to talk about my beliefs about it. I want to talk about the fact that music is a numbers game. So let's get into it. Music is a numbers game, plain and simple. I have felt that way for a long time, and now I want to kind of get into the details of my thought process about it. So like, and I don't just mean numbers game like with money. It's definitely a numbers game with money. I mean, anything that is a big business, a big industry like music is kind of a follow the dollars thing, especially at the top, like all the decisions that you don't, that we don't understand as consumers or get upset about as consumers, like, you know, in athletics, why they trade this guy? why they do that? Why are they doing this with the TV rights and, you know, XYZ F- follow the numbers, man, look at the money. But Anyway, I digress. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about why it's a numbers game from the standpoint of creativity. Why doing more is ultimately to your benefit. So let's paint a picture. Uh, Guy writing songs or girl, up to you. Uh, Person writing songs in their room at 25 years old and is trying to create a revenue stream off of their music so they can stop waiting tables and they can just do music for a living. And they spend their evenings writing songs, but they never release any music or they release like one song every year or every six months or something. And like, that's what they do. But the dream is alive. They want to make a living making music so that that's all they have to do. And then that's person A. Person B, writing songs in their room, same setup, waiting tables, wants to make music for a living, doesn't want to wait tables forever, hates that job, wants to just do what they love. They're writing songs after work every day too. But this person B is putting out every song, putting it on SoundCloud, putting it on Spotify, putting it on YouTube, who has a better chance at ending up making a living, doing what they love. I would argue it's person B because person B is taking more shots at the net. Um, I think that it's not enough to create. You have to release your creations. You have to put them out into the world. I also think that it's not enough to create every once in a while or be writing every once in a while. I think that you need to be writing and recording material as often as is humanly possible. Some of the great ones, like some of the most successful people I've heard, like a couple of them that come to mind right off the top of my head. One, Travis Barker. One of the most successful musicians of all time. One of the most successful drummers of all time. He has said that when he's not on the road, he's in the studio every day. Writing, creating, recording. Lil Wayne, another example. One of the most successful, one of the most prolific rappers, entertainers of all time. He sold so many records, it's ridiculous. He's in the studio every day. A third one. Kanye West. I don't remember the exact number or period of time, but something to the effect of when he was starting out, he challenged himself to make three beats a day, a day, not three beats a week, a day. Like this is what it takes more shots at the net. If you're trying to become a better free throw shooter, it behooves you to shoot more free throws. If you're like not, it, it Does it help to learn the mechanics of free throws? Sure. Does it help to diagnose your shot from watching tape? Sure. But nothing replaces actually shooting free throws, actually having the ball in your hands and putting it in the net. Same goes for songwriting. Same goes for music, for recording, for all of it. You can do your research about which microphone to get. You can watch guitar lessons on YouTube. But if you are not actually making a thing, that doesn't matter. And it's not enough to just make the thing. You have to make the thing and then show other people the thing. So if I get really great at free throws, but I never play a game, what good does that do? Like, oh, right, I I can murder people at horse at home, but... Am I going to make any money off of horse? Like, well, maybe. I mean, (laughs) I might hustle and, you know, bet and stuff and make money off horse. But again, that's in front of people. That's in competition. I'm in the ring. Like, if you don't hop in the ring, then you're not, nothing is going to work. Nothing replaces getting in the ring and doing battle. So as a musician, it behooves you to create as much content as possible and release that content. Because, so it used to be that It took a lot of energy and a lot of money to release a song, just a song, not even a record. But now it literally costs you $0 to release a song. If you go through like a company like Amuse, they charge you nothing. If you go through a company like DistroKid, you can do it for as cheap as 20 bucks a year. So it costs you, it can cost you zero. And if you go to SoundCloud, it costs you nothing. So that's just to get on like, Apple Music, Spotify title. But if you just go to SoundCloud or just to YouTube, then, or just to like Instagram and Facebook, it costs you nothing. It is $0 to release music. So that point of pain has been removed. There's no reason to let that stand in the way. There's nothing stopping you from releasing music except for you not hitting publish, period. That's it. There's no other reason. So. You can take that away. There's no um pain point. So there there's an open doorway that all you have to do is walk through. So the only thing you have to do is walk through the open doorway. And there are so many people who still won't do that, like out of this argument for artistic integrity or finding your sound. Like I've heard it all, man. There's so many excuses that I hear about why people don't put something out. It's not ready yet. I still got to fix this. I got to do that. And I think the thought process is incorrect. So the thought process is, I think the prevailing thought process of old is I will write a song. I'll record the song. I'll make sure the song's perfect. I'll plan the artwork, and then I'll pick a release date. I think that now, if you if you really want to be serious about competing in today's landscape of music, where it, we are saturated with new music all the time, I think you need to reverse engineer that process. You need to start with a release date. Okay, when do I want music to come out? Uh, a month from now. Okay, which I think is too long, but a month from now. Okay, how many songs do I want to release? Well, just one to start. Okay, great. So that means I have a month to finish my song and get it in stores. Well, it, you know, Tom, it takes uh, time for it to appear in stores. No, it doesn't. If you go through DistroKid, you could have it up today. So no excuse. And if that's a problem, then you want to go through a muse where it takes three weeks. Okay, so you get your, don- your song done in a week done next excuse okay so you have a month to do all this set yourself a timeline figure out when you want to be done with it and then when you get to the day that you know it has to be pushed to your distribution platform of choice it's done this will do an amazing thing in your head when you have a deadline i know for me let me put it this way for me in my head when i know i have a deadline it forces me to work smarter Not necessarily harder because I always work hard, but it forces me to work smarter and be more intentional about my decision-making throughout the process. It trims the fat. It trims the decision-making fat. It also prevents me from getting down in the weeds. Like if a part is 75% good enough and I have an open-ended timeline, I might fight for that extra 25%. But if it's not, then... I'll be like, you know what? This is a good part. Maybe it's not a great part. Maybe it's not the most amazing part, but this is a good part. I'm going to keep this part. I'm going to move on to something else. Because nine times out of 10, in my experience in recording sessions, you end up coming back to that kind of thing anyway. Like, ah, this is good, but it's not great. Let's explore some other options. Two hours later, you come back and you go, man, that part was really good. Let's just stick with that part. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened to me in recording sessions. It's ridiculous. It's such a waste of time. So save yourself that headache. So having a self-imposed deadline will put the a uh, a positive amount of positive pressure on you. It's a good thing. So set your deadlines, set your goals throughout the year and just say this is the amount of music I want to release, these are the times I want to release them and then reverse engineer that. So change the thought process. Okay, so why? Why do I think that this is a numbers game? Well, in today's market, today's world, there is a constant influx of music coming at us. Constant. There's so many artists. There's so many bands. There's so many songs. And here's the thing. There's room for everybody. I truly, truly believe that. I'm not saying that there's room for everybody to be the number one artist on the planet. That's not true. But there's room for everybody to make a living making music. There is room for everybody. You just have to be willing to do the work. You have to treat it like a job. And as a job, you have to be producing. You have to be creating. You have to be releasing music. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. if you, Unless you're at a certain level, people aren't sitting around waiting for your next release, They're not sitting around – people aren't sitting around with bated breath wondering when the next TD3 track is going to drop. So I just have to keep hitting them with stuff. I have to keep hitting them with stuff, keep them engaged, keep them listening. And as long as it's at least 51%, they're going to keep coming back. And every shot I take at the net that's 51% or greater, every one is a potential opportunity for me to get to 90%, 99%, whatever. Like I am setting myself up – like statistically, for more options for a win. The more shots I take at the net and the more practice I have shooting at the net, the more likely it becomes that I will hit it. Same with shooting free throws. The more times I shoot at the basket, the odds are greater that I'm going to make a basket. But also, let's remember improvement. The more shots I take at the basket the more like my skill set improves with every shot I take, therefore the percentage of me actually hitting the net goes up even greater. It's like a parabolic curve. And the same goes for songwriting. The same goes for releasing music. Not only have you created more opportunities to have a victory, to have one break through that nets 100,000 streams or whatever, you are also improving your skill set with every single release. So every release is better than the last, hypothetically speaking, which means your odds of that song getting to 100,000 streams, a million streams, whatever, are even greater than the last one. So it all it's compound interest. So it behooves you to release something every single day if you can. Okay, now let me play my own devil's advocate Releasing a song every single day. That is really hard. I've heard other people, like take Gary V, for example, talk about, you should release 365 songs a year if you can. I don't care. Well, he doesn't make music. Not to crap on Gary. I love watching his stuff. He's great. But there's a certain amount of understanding. Like I wouldn't ch- tell a woman how to give childbirth. You know what I mean? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, so there's a certain amount of knowledge, I think, that someone who's not a musician might be lacking. Songs take time, they take effort, and it's a process. It's different than just reading instructions and building a Lego something. You're also, you have to you're actually having to create the pieces that you're going to build together, and you don't have an outline for those pieces. You're custom fabricating pieces that have never existed. That's a lot of mental energy. It's very taxing. So I understand the pushback on the argument release material as often as you can. I get that. I do it to myself. I have, my, I have that back and forth in my own head sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, the more I do, the more I release, the better I become, the more efficient I become. So 365 songs a year— is it possible for me right now? No, it's not. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. But one day perhaps it will be. But I'm never going to get 300 never going to get to 365 songs a year if I don't start with one. So I have to start where I am with what I have and move as quickly as I can. And moving as quickly as I can have has gotten me from only playing the drums on records to now playing everything on my own records, even singing on my own records. So I don't have to wait on anybody. I'd, I also have gotten from only playing drums to mixing my own records and now mastering my own records. I'm a one-stop shop. I would not be a one-stop shop now if I hadn't started somewhere by getting over the hurdle of waiting on other people to play bass, play guitar, sing, etc. So I had to start somewhere. But now where I am is, okay, so I'm a one-stop shop. However, being a one-stop shop doesn't necessarily equate to efficiency. And actually, at this point, would be much more efficient for me to have somebody play everything. Well, that's not true. To have somebody mix and master my material so that I can move on to recording the next thing. However, it behooves me to continue to invest in myself because each one I put out, the mix becomes better, the master becomes better, the parts become better, the playing becomes better to where eventually I envision a day that I might be able to sit down and one take an entire song in a couple hours and it be mixed and mastered by the time I'm done with it because my template is so great. In fact, just this week I put out a song that I recorded in an hour and a half. I spent an additional hour the next morning mixing it, but two and a half hours for a released song ain't that bad. So the efficiency is getting there. Again, I wouldn't be there if I wasn't if I hadn't started somewhere to begin with. So while I'm still not to 365 a year. I am at one a month and I'm getting to two a month. So this isn't a like, look at me go thing. This is an example of you have to start somewhere and wherever you start, where like one day you're going to look back on it and think that, wow, that music I put out is crap, but it's part of the journey that well, at least I do. Like I look back on the first couple of songs I It's like, man, okay, well I can do better than that. But Once I get to 100 songs, I'll look back on them and be like, man, I'm really thankful for those because these other 99 wouldn't exist without starting with that one. So you have to start somewhere and be prepared to play the numbers game. Write as much as you can, create as much as you can, and put out as much as you can. Constantly be reminding your audience that you're there. Keep doing your very best. And don't put out crap just to release something every every Friday or whatever, try to do the best you can every time. If you try to do the best you can every time you show up every day and you put in the work, eventually one will pay off. It's a numbers game. The more shots you take at the net, the more opportunities you have for it to go in. So that's my argument. Music is a numbers game. Take more shots, make more music you will get better and you will increase your opportunity for success. And every step you take, every song you put out is another opportunity for you to build a career doing what you love and to earn an income doing what you love every single day. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Sounds of the Future. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Sounds of the Future today. Hey, look, if you like this episode, hit me up on Twitter at Tom Dupree III, T O M D U P R E E I I I. Let me know what you thought.